Welcome to Football on the Rocks, where we pour ourselves a glass and help you dominate the fantasy football competition. During the season, we will recap the action for the week, identify targets to stock up on and targets to pour out, discuss our weekly positional rankings, and give you our DraftKings DFS picks of the week. So, Grab your glass, maybe put some rocks in it, and join three fantasy football experts and whiskey enthusiasts every week as we help you salvage your draft, win your league, and fight for the millionaire. Hello and welcome to Football on the Rocks. This is Joe Niehoff. I am joined tonight by my brother Bobby for our DraftKings, our DFS um podcast for you all so no john tonight so if you look forward to listening to him well you're just not gonna get it so i'm sorry it ain't happening um but uh, i do have bobby tonight say hi bob hey what's going on oh you know we're all doing good i hope uh anyway let's let's dive into a couple things real quick we've been we we made some adjustments since last time bobby that you've been on here Uh, one of the first things that we talk about is obviously the winners from last week in our league yeah. Uh, let me go ahead and pull that up. I know I took first place. Very proud of that. You did. So you were the winner of, of last week. And we yep. have nobody else to talk about because you dominated. Yeah, I you really did. I did well. 162. And, yeah, I think I told you before that I had won um, like four or five weeks in a row now. I've won money on the millionaire. And uh, that continued with my 162. Nice. So I'm very, very happy with that. Uh, the stack that I used was Jefferson and Cousins. Very disappointed in the Vikings. We are watching the game tonight and currently leading 16 to nothing. So if we listen to this another time and we find out that the Vikings came back and lost, it's just going to be embarrassing that I even mentioned the score was 16 to nothing in the, in the game. So yeah. hopefully that doesn't happen. But uh, what really saved me, actually, I was in watching it. I know we, uh, we got a fan that listens to us. Uh, Answer Book listens to us a good bit. But in talking with Answer Book, one thing that uh, that he always said, he's like, I like watching the scores as the days kind of go on. Mm-hmm. And it's something that uh, I was doing last week, and it was kind of fun. So I was – I kind of, for the most part in the morning games, I was kind of staying back in fourth or fifth or sixth place, kind of staying in the back of the pack, and then kind of took off um, the second half of the morning games and then into the afternoon games where I had – um, Deontay Johnson that really made the biggest yeah, difference for me. Him and Gibson, I had Gibson as well, but Deontay yeah. Johnson really made the biggest difference for me in, in getting me some points. So, to, since to you're since you're mentioning Deontay, I just want to say you're welcome to everyone that that listened to me on how good Deontay Johnson actually is when I was comparing him to uh, Tyreek Hill in the preseason. Uh, so you're welcome for. That everyone. Well, I know you say that, and we'll talk about it in our next podcast, but I'm curious. Look this up between now and uh, the time that we get into our other podcast. I want to know what he's ranked so far for the year. Like, where is he at? Okay. He's had some bad games where he just hasn't performed well. Um, Has he? It's Tyreek, so it's not, un, you know, it's not like it's that's an uncommon thing, but uh, I'm just curious kind of where he stay, stands on the season as far as ranking at wide receiver. So uh, he is I, wide receiver seven. Averaging 18.6 points per game. That didn't take you long at all to look up. Very no. Good. good to know. Um, and you said he's been inconsistent. He has had one game all season under 10 points in full point PPR, and that is the current game that we're watching, and it's only in the second quarter, and he has five points. 
Oh, wow. So he's actually been incredibly consistent. One of the best wide receivers in fantasy. And, uh, you know, not just in terms of total points scored, but that consistency, which is one thing that you really want out of your players. Yeah. Um, uh, he's, he's incredible. I'm Incredible. sure what I was thinking of was uh, maybe like Chase Claypool or something. Probably Claypool. Claypool <laughs> or just was... the entire Steelers offense. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, really, honestly, Deontay Johnson is the biggest bright spot of it all. Yeah. Um, Najee Harris, obviously, being one of those two, but he has uh, underperformed the last couple of weeks. And we'll get more into some of that analysis, not just with him, but with the rest of our players here for uh, who you're targeting this week specifically. And so I'm going to kind of pivot over from that to. Well, no, uh, let's let, let me get into the second part of what we talked about because we did change up the, the rhythm here, Bobby. So the first thing we discuss on the DFS is the winner for our league. And then on top of that, we discuss. Nice sack. On top of that, we discuss the millionaire. So before that is one phrase sack, that, that you don't want to hear in the locker room. Yeah. <laughs> Or yeah. you do. I don't know. Yeah. That's one way it depends up. on who you are. Yeah. So uh, the millionaire from last week scored one of the highest weeks so far for the year um, in the millionaire. It was 242 points. A guy named K-Land 304. And it could have been a gal. Who knows? But anyway, K-Land 304, congratulations to you. Uh, they went a little bit different. I, I asked um, you guys uh, at one point once we find out that Minshew was going to be starting quarterback if he'd be a good play. Um he ended up starting Minshew for the winning team. So that gives you an idea. He, uh, you know, The unique part with him is he stacked them with the tight end. Quarterback mm-hmm. and tight end stacks, for some reason, seem to be very attractive to me over the long haul. Uh, but he went with the stack with Goddard. Goddard had a phenomenal game, um, yeah. 31 points. That always helps. But here's the unique thing about this. We always talk about creating one of those kind of just separate yourself, be a little different than somebody else. He also had George Kittle. So he had Ooh, Kittle. The, the double tight end. Double tight end move. That always is different um, and makes it pretty unique. But then on top of that, I mean, all three of his wide receivers scored over 33 points. He had DeAndre yeah. Johnson, Justin Jefferson, Chris Godwin. All three of them did really well. And spent. he literally spent almost nothing on running backs. He had uh, Jamal Williams for the Detroit Lions and Sony Michelle for the Rams. So, overall, that was his team. He had the Rams defense as well as added a couple points. That gives you an idea. So, again, I, we say it every week. Almost always, there is a stack that is in play that ultimately creates the winning formula, helps you get to where you need to go. There was no comeback stack. So, we've seen that more lately. There hasn't been as many comeback players. So, you know, as we kind of go throughout the season, you kind of feel that out. You know, it's sometimes a great idea to have a comeback. Sometimes you don't need it. And obviously this is proving the, that in that pudding. So with that in mind, Bobby, let's transition into the stack or the players that you're looking at for this week. Yeah. So with that, like you said, I really like this Washington-Dallas game a lot. Um, I'm going to try and get as much of it as I possibly can. Looking at just game flow and how uh, how often teams are just snapping the ball on average. This game uh, plays out to be about a hundred play game, um, if if both of these teams kind of average what they usually do, and so I expect a lot of points to be scored in this game, um, and uh, so 
with all that said, I'm going for a little bit of a cheaper stack and throwing a comeback in there with Taylor Heineke at 5,500, pairing them with Terry McLaurin and then uh, throw at 7,000 and then throwing Amari Cooper. He's dropped down to 5,900 on the season. Um, one of his cheaper prices of the year. Um, and, and so just at that price point, it's really hard to ignore such a talent at that low price point and being able to get them against one of the worst pass defenses in fantasy. Yeah. I, I, you know, I, I looked at that game and it was kind of in the same boat. You sent out that thing to me and John, as far as the pace of play, so to speak for those teams, which I was a little bit surprised. I'll be honest. I didn't expect the, the Washington to have that high of a pace of play or that many plays ran as an offense per game. Um, not surprised by Dallas, but definitely more on the other side. Yeah, Washington 64 plays per game on average. Yep. Yeah, I got you. Anyway, getting into this for me, um, I mentioned the same stack last week. I'm not going to go over it in too much depth. I I, I do like um, the Las Vegas Raiders Kansas City game. Uh, there's a number of reasons why this is one that I target. Uh, one of the biggest reasons why last time they played it was 41 to 14. So you're talking about a higher scoring affair. Um, Las Vegas lost that game, but even in the loss, Derek Carr still scored 19 points. He's that his his current price is 5,900. So you really need 18 points out of him to get you to your number. Um, I think again with them most likely being behind, I can see that as a very high probability. Um, but on this side, speaking of stacks, I'm I don't like to spend a ton of money on stacks, but honestly, this week. I really, really like the Pat Mahomes and either Kelsey or Hill, um, personally. So in, in my stack, yeah. I'm spending a lot of money here this week. I don't like to typically do that. Um, but either there's two of them I like, and both of them are really expensive. The other one I like, no. by the way, Buffalo against Tampa Bay. Mm, okay. Um, I, and part of the reason why I like them, I think they're going to be a little bit lower owned. Um, yeah, given but, last week. But but again, Tampa Bay's if there's any weakness in that defense, it's on the passing game. Uh, Buffalo's in a kind of a must, not a must win necessarily, but a a prefer to win situation, right? You know they yeah they want yeah, to. I mean they the they right kind of really do need to win this game. Really. Yeah, I think to an extent they do. So. So anyway, um, that kind of gives you an idea. So I, those are both the ones I like, and and they're both expensive because if I'm going to get Josh Allen, I'm going to get Diggs. You know, what yeah. I'm saying? Like I'm I'm not going to go the other route. And Diggs is 8100 this week, so yeah. both of them are expensive stacks. If you can find some value in other places, great. But those are two of them that I personally um, am a fan of, and I will probably in our in our league have one of those two that uh, that I will be playing this week. Yeah. Well, and one thing that, you know, speaking of Tampa Bay, they've given up to the wide receiver position specifically um, about 27 points per game on average over the last four games since they're by. Uh, so, you know, if you figure a good chunk of that is probably going to go to Diggs given his usage. Um, sure. You know, he'll, he'll get in that probably 17 to 20 points probably for you this week. Yeah. Now, Going away from the stacks here, talking quickly about positions, so I'll go straight into quarterbacks for me. If you're looking to 
kind of do something more to what the winner last week did, which was find a cheap quarterback, pair him with a tight end. Hopefully those things work out. There's two guys that I think can stand alone. I don't think they need a tight end. I don't think they need a, they don't need a, a pair with them this week. And I don't think there'll be any surprise when I say their names, but I think it's Taysom Hill and Cam Newton. I'm not a big Cam guy. I know John likes him usually um, just because from a base floor standpoint, you think he'd be pretty good. I say that, but the last time he played in a game as a quarterback, he got 8.2 points. It was an absolutely terrible floor. Um, anyway, um, those are two guys I like this week, I primarily because of matchups. So, flat out, Taysom Hill's playing yeah. the Jets. Should be a good matchup. Um, Carolina is playing the Atlanta Falcons. Again, a good matchup. So those are matchup games that you, if you're looking for to save some money at that position, those are right. two good matchup players that I think would make a lot of sense in a, in, on a team this week. You got any quarterbacks you like? And uh, I was going to kind of mention Cam Newton as well, given that matchup against Atlanta, you know, second worst against the pass all season long. Um, and they haven't really faced too many running quarterbacks per se especially recently, so it'll be really interesting to see how their defense would be able to adjust to someone like Cam Newton. I, I really think that he's a guy that will get uh, one on the ground and at least one or two passing, uh, just given what this defense is, is going to give him. Um, one that we hadn't really mentioned lately, Jimmy Garoppolo. I mean, he's just actually playing pretty solid uh, NFL football lately. He hasn't done a ton in terms of um, in terms of what we're seeing on the fantasy side. But this week, looking like there's some injuries, who knows who their actual running back is going to be. And so some of that will be thrown on Jimmy's shoulders. And uh, against Cincinnati, um, I think he might be able to, you know, kind of pull it up. Uh, since they does have a better pass defense than normal, but we did just see them get torched for three touchdowns last week. I'm um, not sure what exactly happened there against the Chargers, but definitely a possibility for uh, Jimmy Garoppolo to have that opportunity at least to do something uh, a little more damaging there. So I, I'm kind of on that side of the cheaper uh, quarterbacks. If you do want to take a flyer on someone, Lamar Jackson is one. Um in that upper range that probably going to be very low owned last time he played against Cleveland in the uh, DraftKings game, we got 13.4 points. Um, he is at 7,400. Um, one reason why I do really like him this week in that pace of play second most uh, or second highest pace of play between these two teams. Uh, but most of that falls on the Baltimore side. They're actually one of the fastest teams in terms of how many plays they get in a game at 70 on average per game. Um, and, and so with that many snaps, that many opportunities potentially for him to be able to put something out there and score some points, um, he's someone that I, I project as a lower-owned guy at that higher price point that uh, you might be able to pinpoint, grab, and, and get a good uh, production out of this week. Good. Well, so kind of transitioning in from there. So in my stacks, I'm looking at guys that uh, from a, a position player standpoint, I got to start saving money because my stacks are so expensive. So one of the guys that jumps off the page at me at first is Chubba Hubbard. 
He's 5,900, but here's the thing on him, again, just keep in mind, and right next to him is uh, Williams for Denver. Both those yeah. guys are guys that I absolutely am going to target. However, Chuba, he's probably not going to score a touchdown unless he gets like a 20 or 30-yard touchdown run, right? And that's just – don't – you know, just because uh, CMC is out where we – you know, back – even at the beginning of the season, he never – not a one-for-one one exchange, yeah. It, Absolutely not. And the other part to it is at the goal line, Cam Newton's going to run the ball. It's it's not going to necessarily go to him. But right. matchup wise, again, he's probably going to get somewhere around twenty carries. He's got a great matchup against Atlanta, so the price point says he's a decent fit. I do like uh, Javante Williams better. However, you just got to pay attention to the injury report with Melvin Gordon. Uh, he's more expensive. Uh, Williams is, then I think he's been pretty much. Yeah, all he's, at, he's at 5,900. Yeah. And yeah. He's really not been that high all year. No. His so, highest was last week at 55. Correct. And then he put up 33 points in, in DraftKings. So uh, they yep. went, yeah, this guy is actually really good. So we're going to price him up. And I'm honestly surprised that he's at 5,900. I thought that he would be at, at least 63. I, I really think that he, even at 5,900, is underpriced. Um, going against the the second worst run defense in the league, yeah, Melvin Gordon's going to steal some carries from him, and they're going to you know, and, and part of that is just you know, little self preservation for him, uh, long term, um, yep. because you know, Denver isn't really going anywhere this year, but uh, next year they are. I mean, they're one of those teams rumored to be looking at Aaron Rodgers or something like that. So having a Javante Williams fresh with his legs, you know, I could see them trying to limit that carry, uh, that, that load that he's carrying throughout the rest of the season. But I see this shifting from like about a 50-50 split where it was to more of a 65-35 in, in Williams' favor. Um, and so I really like him at his price, as you were saying. Uh, one other running back that I'm targeting uh, again, he's going to be very low owned, probably not in a lot of teams' uh, carousels here. But Alex Collins, um, he's going to be one of the only running backs in Seattle, and they're playing Houston. Houston is, um, for lack of uh, you know better words, bad. Um, they're they're bad at this game called football, which they're supposed to be trying to play. But uh, we just saw them get torched over the last three games. They're averaging uh, 30 points per game allowed to the running back position. They got three running touchdowns up against them last week, uh, four in the last three weeks since their bye, and no less uh, than 25 points just once since week six. So they're giving up touchdowns to running backs. They're giving up over 100 yards every single week except for two all season long. Um, I just I like Alex Collins this week. He's only 5,200, and not a lot of people are going to be on him just because Alex Collins, historically, he's giving you two, three, five, four, five points in the last couple of weeks. Um, so, yes, you're taking a little bit of a risk, but – I don't think it's nearly as big of a risk as some people might think. Yeah. 
Yeah, one guy that, uh, again, we're just – I think there's some value this week in just going through and seeing the running backs that are available and people that you might be targeting. I do like that that call on Alex. One guy that uh, I think could be fairly high-owned, and if he isn't, he's going to be a steal in my opinion. Um, that's Deontay Foreman uh, for uh, Tennessee. He's $5,100. Yeah. And this guy last week had 19 carries in a game where they got blown out. By New England. This was two weeks ago. They got blown out by New England. He still had 19 carries. They're playing Jacksonville this week at home. Yeah. So they're going to most likely be winning the game. It, he's mm-hmm. probably going to get the ball more. You know what I'm saying? Um, so I, I do like Deontay Foreman this week. Good price, 5,100. You really can't, beyond him, there's not a lot of guys to consider much cheaper than that. Um, you know, maybe you look at like an Adrian Peterson, just if you want to take a flyer at 4,700. Yeah. Um, I don't, I don't Seattle, think that's worth Seattle anything background. of what you want to do. No, um, no, I don't disagree. I absolutely don't disagree. I'm just saying like, you know that, but that'd be a complete, like I'm taking a flyer and hoping that I hit. Cause there's really isn't anybody after that. 5,100 right. is not the cheapest for a running back. You're going right. to find most weeks if you are one one person more inclined to pay up at the running back position um given his injury alvin kamara is actually the lowest the cheapest price that he's ever been all season long at 7900 yeah um it's projected he's uh, practiced in full all week so far so no questions at least to the workload that they've given him uh that he'll be playing this week they're playing the sorry Jets, um, yep. and so got to mention the sorry Jets. You're you're talking about a team that's going to more than likely be playing from behind. Um, Alvin Kamara at 7,900. If you're willing to pay up, uh, somebody to definitely look at. Same thing with Austin Eckler at the 8,300. Um, he didn't go up from last week's price point at that 8,300. He's actually been down in his price over the last couple of weeks. Um, but he is also someone that, you know, against the Giants, not a good defense. Again, when you're looking at, uh, who you're going up against, these are two teams that have given up, um, you know, a ton of points to running back position over the last few weeks. And so something to just keep an eye on the Giants, um, Giants defense there and Alvin Kamara as well as some options to look at. Good deal. Good stuff. All right, wide receivers. I'm going to dive real quick into a guy that uh, I like on a lower price point. Playing against Tennessee as well, um, and that's Marvin Jones Jr. Uh, he's uh, He started the season pretty hot, right? I mean, 5-6, six, 6-3. Six, I mean, decent targets, decent attention, scored a couple touchdowns. And then I think Jacksonville in general just is proving they're terrible, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but they're playing Tennessee. Last time they played, it was 37-19. And Jacksonville will, again, most likely be behind in this game. I like them to be throwing the ball. And I see Marvin Jones. Or really kind of pick a a wide receiver in Jacksonville. Their price point is good. Like, you're not not spending hardly anything for them. So, Marvin uh, Marvin Jones Jr., LaVisca Chenault. He's maybe gotten a little bit more attention the last few weeks. You know, not a ton more targets, but a little bit more. Caught the ball a couple more times. 
He's 4,300. Mm-hmm. And like the real spread out kind of guy, which might even be the best value, would be Laquan Treadwell. So Laquan, yeah. is, is, last two weeks, he's had eight targets and five targets, both weeks having four catches. He's 3,400. So you need about 10 to 12 points out of him to get your value. And he's gotten nine and 10 points the last two weeks. He sneaks in a touchdown. All of a sudden, he's he's a guy. Yeah. Um, so just somebody to kind of have. You don't need there. much. Thirty first against the pass against wide receivers in Tennessee, mm-hmm. according to DraftKings. So and one that's just one some thing cheaper players on that one, level that I like. One little fun fact about um, the Titans' defense is that on even numbered weeks they give up two touchdowns or more. On that's odd right. number weeks they don't allow any passing touchdowns to wide receivers at all. And this We're is an even, even numbered number, week. Yeah. Even so, numbered week, two number wide receiver touchdowns are coming our way. So yeah. who are they going to go to? Um, that is something to figure out. <laughs> but I think there are a lot of guys, and I'll mention just two other players real quick. I think there are some players that are at good prices this week. Um, like Cooper, I think you already mentioned, Bobby. Yeah, I 59. Think he's, price. he's hopefully healthy. I mean, he's, he hadn't played in a few weeks. He had a bye week in there, I think, as well. So that helps. But another guy that, I, that I'm going to throw out there that we've almost never talked about this season. He's been injured a little bit here and there, but we've literally almost never talked about him. That was badass, by the way, the sack that the Vikings just had. Anyway, um, Jerry Judy. Yeah. I, I like him going against Detroit at home. Mm-hmm. I, I don't hate that Detroit. I mean, we saw them get torched by uh, one of the better wide receivers in the league. And honestly, I, I do think Jerry Judy and, or I mean, if you're going cheaper, uh, Judy is going to be the guy there that you're going to be targeting. But I like him. And Sutton as well. Sutton is a guy that a lot of people have been off of, and this is purely matchup based. Um, one thing that you don't want to discount as well is is how much um, Bridgewater he, he knows this defense to a certain degree. He knows this team um, and how to exploit some of this the stuff. There's some history there that you can't just you know brush away, and so I, I really do like that that idea there with yep. the Denver wide receivers. Yeah. And one thing to, to look closely at, and I just, uh, I just want to say that uh, I've kind of dominated here on the uh, wide receiver side, um, but something that, that everybody should know if you haven't paid attention, uh, basically the entire wide receiver core for the chargers is like, yeah. Good, right. Yeah. So I was, um, I think I saw that Mike Williams had a negative test today. He has to have another negative test, and then he will be eligible to play again yeah, as long so... as he continues to test negative throughout. But I was going to say, because you mentioned Laquan Treadwell, he's 3,400. I really like Jalen Guyton, also yep. 3,400. Yep. Um, and for that reason, I mean, your guy is more of a dart throw where this is this is someone who, has, if any one of those top two wide receivers for uh, the Chargers are not going to play, Guyton's just an easy guy to just throw in there and go with. Yeah, I agree. And and right underneath him, Palmer. Palmer is uh, he, he's had kind of sp- sparing activity, but. If you think about it, if he ends up being a starting wide receiver there, um, I think there's some some opportunities. So pay attention to that because you can get away with some cheap players there. 
and not everybody's going to play him. You know what I mean? It's not like it's one of those things where it's a running back is out and everybody goes to that backup running back because they know they're going to get a ton of attention. Right. That happens, but not with wide receivers. That doesn't always happen. So pay attention to that game. Could be a, a good opportunity. Anybody else? By the I mean, we've kind of no, we, we've kind of gone through a lot of wide receivers. It was looking I'll let at you get tight ends. Who do you looking like? at tight ends? I mean, you already mentioned Travis Kelsey. They're going against Las Vegas, one of the worst defenses against tight ends all season long. I mean, he's he's just an easy play. And again, looking at the last time, even. Uh, that he played Vegas, though. If you look at that, eight for one nineteen. Uh, he got, I mean, he got you a, a nice chunk of points coming through it all. Um, but one guy that I'm looking at is Dawson Knox. Um, we already talked a little bit about that Tampa Bay defense in terms of uh, what they're giving up. But looking at their last few games against tight ends, they're giving up between uh, you know anywhere from what four to nine. Uh, catches the last two games, touchdown. Um, so it, it's an, an area to potentially get some fantasy points out of. Uh, Noah Fant is another one that I like, again, down in that kind of cheaper mid-range uh, tight ends to be be looking at. So Dawson Knox is 5,000, Noah Fant at 4,500. Um, those are some that, that I am targeting a little bit this week. Um when when trying to get someone that way, another one in that kind of cheaper range, fifty nine hundred is is Mark Andrews, highly utilized in that Baltimore offense. Already talked about how fast they've been playing, and last time against Cleveland, uh, Knox put up sixteen and a half. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty solid. Yeah, so for me, um, I, like you said, Kelsey's kind of hard to to not like in his matchup. He is 7,400. So he's keeping back up to that price point that he was once at the beginning of the season. Um, but even with that being said, it's hard for me not to at least want to put him on the team, especially if you go with the Mahomes stack with him, right? right. Uh, but another guy that I like uh, this week is uh, Noah Fant. So you didn't mention him. Um, we mentioned just the matchups and playing against Detroit. I just realized in, in mentioning – no offense that I've now talked about way more Denver players than I ever thought I would on a podcast. Um, so I'm going to move on from him and tell you one other tight end that just from a trying to save money standpoint, it's Evan Ingram. He's had consistent targets. Um, again, the biggest thing with somebody like him, if you look at what uh, teams at the tight end position have done against the Chargers, uh, tight ends have played fairly well in that position against them. Um, but the other pieces for the Jets or for the Giants, all three of the Giants starting wide receivers are questionable this week. Will they play? Tony hasn't played in a long time. Shepard hasn't played in a long time. Galladay has played, but he's been kind of hampered. So the real only true pass catcher that is fully healthy is Ingram. So he's a yeah. decent one again. If you're looking to save money, there are some value this week in different positions, but those are some guys that exist. Uh, any defenses you want to mention, Bobby, or should we just uh, kind of wrap this one up for the night? Uh, a lot of times defense is kind of an afterthought for me. It's, it, and I know a lot of people play it that way too. Um, Titans defense, just given the matchup, might be a solid play. It's one that I have on my uh, roster currently. We'll see what it ends up out being, but that's one that I really like. Um, 
I tend to go cheap on it, though, just because I want to spend up on some of those other players just because there isn't really a a predictive metric yeah, <laughs> necessarily really with yeah. with how much am I going to get out of this defense versus yeah. what what you can more reliably predict or, or kind of project out for your skill players. And so I'm I'm going to go with what I'm more accurate at being able to pinpoint here. Yeah, and I'm going to say this defense, you're probably going to jump on it, but the the Carolina Panthers are 2,800. So yeah. that, I mean, that to me is the, the most obvious team to right. pick from a defensive standpoint here this week. Uh, but there are some other options. I mean, I don't mind the Jets going against the Saints with uh, Taysom Hill at quarterback. Um, he threw like four interceptions in his first start, so, you know, you're probably going right. to get some, 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 at least a couple points here, or there, and the Jets may not get blown out in that game, but we'll see. Right. So and, that gives you an idea of some guys right. and some options. Right. Alrighty, that's it for this one. Um, I hope you enjoyed it. Hopefully, you got a tidbit or two, and uh, really from here, you know, make your teams. Hopefully, we get a a millionaire winner of some kind in the next couple of weeks, but uh, you never know. So keep going after it. Uh, and uh, take it from there. Of course, if you have any questions or you need any specific advice, Bobby, what's our, our stuff to email, email us at? Um, you can get us at footballotr at gmail.com um, and on Twitter at footballotr. There you go. All righty. Well, keep listening. Thank you for your time. We'll see you next time. Bye.